Welcome to episode 10 of the second season of the Ian Prendercast, another sports podcast. We're almost there. It's been a long summer filled with cricket. Fab's loved it. He's sad to say. say Wait goodbye. there. Waiting. That's not cricket. That's what they say. They hit in the fucking say. Waiting. Wait there. I'm almost certain that's never Just been run. said. No, Just run. What's that called? Backyard cricket when you run, you have to, you have to tippity. hit tippity. It's Bring yes. in tippity. That's or yes or no. They they don't make have, a stupid sport a little bit less stupid. It's yes or no when you're at the crease and you're batting because you don't have time to give jazz hands and go waiting. Yeah. What was Alan waiting. Donald? Didn't Alan Donald yell that? No, Just no, dropped no. the bat. <laughs> yeah, Lance Klusner didn't hit and go waiting, yeah. waiting. I think you're thinking of golf. Let's just lift our arms up with the ball going in the knees. Just don't have to lift your arms up. Just don't swing at the ball. No, get the bat out of the way so you don't nick the ball. You don't have to don't go, go towards out. the ball. Yeah, but if you, the idea is to get the bat as far away from the ball as possible. You guys make cricket sound like it's the most complex. It's not. It's sport. simple. You like don't, spinners, the ball doesn't move unless the pitcher's got something in it. If you so don't want you're not to, really spinning it. You're just aiming for a bit of fucking dirt, and then when it hits that, it's like playing on a concrete driveway. Aim for the expansion joints, and you, that's how you get movement. It's a shit. Sport. Have you had enough of uh, interrupting the introductions? Oh, bon giorno, I'm <laughs> going to say anyway, because it's bloody nearly Fabian midnight. Fabian here. He's prickly from the sounds of it. I just, I'm over cricket and you raised it. It's 20th of March. Yep. And Tim Davis is here as always. Uh, good evening, everybody. How are we? Yeah, very well, thanks. Had my I pizza. I was good. Had my chocolate mousse. How'd you eat your chocolate mousse? With a knife. <laughs> because you don't have any spoons. That's not a knife. You've got, you've got That's hundreds. That's not a knife. You've got hundreds of <laughs> plastic knives. But no forks well, when or we, spoons. We can't be trusted with a when, when we first moved into the office, we bought obviously a set of plastic no, uh, plastic forks, spoons, and knives. You don't use a lot of knives, I'm telling you. So I have to take your word for it. As he brandishes, when you need a, a knife, knife, you don't need a plastic knife. You need a, a sharp knife. Uh-huh. Depends on what you're doing. To take a man's Stabbing life. Sean. <laughs> Eat well, we're going to start. Uh, we're going to start the episode. I think the only place there is to start at Fab. Steve Smith and David Warner came back into the Australian cricket <laughs> fold. This past weekend, they were welcome back with open arms, assumingly. That's not really where we're going to start. It's not really a story. Fab's walked up, got up and walked away. He's actually, I don't think he realises we're not talking about cricket. As he's I'll left, got you back, Sean. As he's left the room. I've got a question for you while we wait for Fab to come back. See the uh, trailer for Toy Story 4? I haven't seen it. Yeah, it came out this morning, Wednesday. So if you haven't seen it on Thursday or Friday, whenever you listen, I'm not feeling it. Really? No. And it's with the little girl? Yeah, yeah. But it's the same movie. Like, it's the same film they've made three times where one of them gets separated and they have to go and find them. And it's... I just... I'm watching it and I'm just thinking, I just... We've seen this movie before three times and it was great, but we don't need to see it again. So without playing the spoiler, who gets lost this time? Woody. It's in the trailer. Forky gets lost. So Woody... Woody... Forky. It's a fork. She made the fork. Sean... I've come back and Sean's whinging about Toy Story 4, a movie that the world is ananticipating. Just just, stop just, being so incensed about things I'm that everybody else it. loves. No, I'm not incensed about it. Move on. What I'm saying is that it typifies the problem with modern pop culture. We don't need Toy Story 4. Yes, we do. <laughs> the trilogy. Tell that to all the kids who are hanging out for this movie. You know how many kids of those kids will watch Toy Story 4 in years to come? They'll actually realise it was the stepchild of the trilogy and go, it's actually... 
it's actually out this of step. This is the man who made me watch a midnight session of fucking Star Wars. I didn't make him. I asked if he right. would like to, and he the said, The first yeah. three movies were fine. Why do they make any more? Yeah, that's fine. They're episodic. No, no, but you jerk yourself no, off no. to it. Now you're saying we don't need a fourth Toy Story movie, and there's been eight Star Wars movies. Yeah, I don't disagree with the fact that at the end eight? of... Are you not counting Solo, or what? Or Rogue Ones? No, on. well, they're not Star Wars movies, they're... Well, they are. But what we're trying to say here is, and I don't disagree to the extent necessarily that Episode 6 finished the whole thing nicely in a neat little bow. And perhaps there was a worthwhile story to be told after that. I don't think that they've told it. But I think that Toy Story is like this. The idea that they had a utility, Andrew grew up, they went to another family, and then at the end of Toy Story 3, the opportunities are up to your imagination as to what happens with their new owner. I'm with you. We don't need... This is Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. It is pointless. Well, just because they made a shit movie doesn't mean this is going to be a shit movie. I you can go to the well too many times. I, I, I think that's... They ended it per Godfather. Let's have have, let's seen... have this analysis post-watching. Yeah. It could be the greatest animated movie of all time. You are right. And, and you're going to sound could like be. a complete fucking idiot. It, it's like when you saw Police Academy 7, mm. whatever it was. And you, you thought know, still Police fresh. take Miami Beach or whatever and going, that guy, yeah, maybe we just went one too many times. They, maybe we went we five tried to too ring, many times. We tried to wring another bead of sweat out of the idea and it just didn't quite happen. My point here, Fab, is Godfather. You would have seen the Godfather movies. Rite of Passage. The third one is completely extraneous and a waste of time because it, the second one ended perfectly. But people, I remember people flocking to the cinemas. And walking that. out going, eh, probably should have just left it at two. Eh. But people will love it because it's colourful and it's Toy Story and it's Pixar, despite the fact that So people it flies, will love it, but Sean will just continue to shit Despite shit the fact it flies in the face of everything that but Pixar were founded on. That's all it needs to happen, is that people to love the movie. That's it. No, people they, are going to go to the cinemas with their families, have a, a bit of fun... There's been 15 iterations of Spider-Man, but you keep watching them. All by different actors, all different storylines, different bloody webs. One's got webs in his arms, one's got a bloody canister. Which it should be. All right? But I'm saying it's all been different, and yet you still jerk yourself off and love it. No, I don't. It's just Toy Story, mate. What do you mean I jerk myself off over Spider-Man? You love every iteration of Spider-Man. That's not true. Marvel, the, the... the Avengers version of Spider-Man and yeah, then the Tom, other Tom Homecoming great. Spider-Man That's and then the, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Yeah, that was good. And now this cartoon version of Sp- That was great. Who cares? Go and have fun with it. It's the same with Toy Story. Just go and you have fun. You failed to mention the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, which was largely derided. Another one. In all circles. Was it, he was with Emma Stone? He was. Was that Jamie Foxx too? Yeah, he was Electro. It was terrible. <laughs> was he as bad as Arnold Schwarzenegger in, uh, in Batman? He's probably worse. No, that's impossible. Dr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze. Chill. Mr. Freeze. He was a doctor, but... Yeah, that, that's the worst acting performance in the history of cinema. Uh, Arnold, oh. Arnold wasn't a great actor. Johnny, Johnny Drama and Licensed to Drive. <laughs> it's the, the end who, of the Golden Ages. The end of the cities. Was it Richard Roper said my performance in Licensed to Drive signaled the end of the Golden Age of cinema? <laughs> <laughs> You've seriously got to watch Entourage. Otherwise, you don't get anything that we're talking about. We don't talk about it often enough for him to race out and watch it, but... Oh, we do. I, I, need, I think I need to, but finding the time to be able to watch that much television is problematic. Speaking of finding the time to watch television, I started watching Friday Night Lights this week. Great theme from song. From the beginning. I can't even remember it. I've watched one and a half episodes, and i got some questions. Yep. So this small town of Dillon, Dillon. in Texas yep. is supported largely by the 
auto dealership owned by Buddy Garrity. Buddy Garrity. Yep. But none of the people seem to have jobs. They all seem to really like their high school football team. Yep. But well, people work at the diner. This seems like the economy is a bit out of whack with what's being produced. And this Buddy Garrity, who's buying these new? Is it a Ford dealership? Could be a Chevrolet dealership. I don't recall. Who's buying all these cars? They don't have jobs. They all live in shitty detached they, trailers. People. They. <laughs> and but are you liking it so far? Uh, I'm a bit like, what's happening? Taylor has, Kitsch. Taylor Kitsch is he's got a drinking problem, but he's like 17 years old. Yeah, that gets even more weirder. It's like bizarre. He, he's a high school student. He'd be 16 because it's like. He's there until season three playing football. Yeah, so he's 16 years old. He looks like a 28-year-old man. I think he was. A 20 and he's, and he's got man. a drinking problem. Drinking problem is with his brother. That's, uh, what's his name? It's a lot of downtime. Riggins or something. Yeah, Riggins Riggs. Right? Yeah. Tim Riggins. And he's always really angry. Is is Has um, the quarterback gone down yet? Yeah, the quarterback's paralyzed. He's paralyzed. Paralyzed. Does yeah. he stay paralyzed? Yes. What the, f- what is with, so the guy they get to replace him. Matt Saracen. Matt Six. Saracen. Yeah. So... He plays like somebody who's never played football. Yep. And they throw him into the game yep. like he's a competition winner. Yep. And they're like, they chuck him the pigskin, Saracen, you're in. Yep. And he flukes a win, great. And then after that, he's in training and he's abysmal. Yep. And I'm thinking, I'm wondering to myself. Just pass it to the smash. Hand it off. But this guy, how has he even gotten this far? Well, he's just backup quarterback. Yeah, but he can't throw. He can't play the position at all. Part of the charm. It's he's just, got the veer going. He's, he's um. That's awful. His mate, yeah, Landry Jesse Plemons, who the coach keeps calling Lance, even though his name's Landry. It's a very good TV show. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting into it a bit. Lila Garrity, Sean. Lila Garrity's a highlight at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt about it. Tim's pointing to his watch. We've got seven seconds. To <laughs> Tim's walk. pointing to his watch. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Tim well, arrives at just before midnight and is winding <laughs> us up. <laughs> it was uh, not just before midnight, by the way, listeners. Wowza, it was pretty close. Um, I'm going to start, uh, I'm going to let these two fools take the floor and talk about the NCAA March Madness Tournament, which I was uh, heard today is the biggest sporting event in the United States. But only because it goes over three weeks. And I'm like, I, I was okay. listening to the same thing. Yeah, it's not a single-handedly... I, I understand yeah, that. Yeah. But it, it holds a lot of attention, though. Certainly and, does. and I don't understand why. But uh, you can go and talk about that now. It kicks off Friday morning, so Thursday yeah. night, Friday does morning. Does that include the first four? The first four? So it's just the opening round. What are you talking about, first four? Well, they have like 64 teams play, but yeah. they have a first four that I think they always used to play to get the last two. It's something they've recently brought in and it's the last two. Oh, you're talking, oh yeah, no, 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 no. That was played um, today, actually. That's what I thought. I thought it yeah, started Yeah, today. no, no, no. No, you're right. So the actual tournament starts. So the first, I get what you're saying. Do you get out of the first four to get into the last 64? Correct. Or, yeah. So who gets that last spot? Not sure, but there was two games today. From These, these are universities people have never heard of. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And... Um, nor, well, I have heard of one of them, North Dakota State. North Dakota State. They're That's right. where uh, Carson Wentz Carson is from. Carson Wentz is from. The, <laughs> How good is that? The, the bison. Apparently, it's not the bison. It's the bison, they call it. So, North Dakota State, they're playing tomorrow morning at eight, uh, 9.40. But, um, so that Duke. No, they're playing against um, uh, North Carolina Central. That's why, because it says NDS slash NCC is what I have here, and yeah. that's obviously... yeah. So then that leads into the the round of 64. Yep. 
And then obviously, the, that's where we start to build our our brackets, and we have a, a whole lot of fun, and hopefully dwindle down mm-hmm. to the the final four, and then the two, and then hopefully you get the winner. But Warren Buffett is still offering his because he came out and said you, no one's ever going to get a perfect bracket, yep. and if anyone does, it's a hundred million. You'll give them a hundred million dollars. So every year, people pour their their heart and soul into a bracket. It's hard. It's harder to do the a perfect bracket than it is to win Tets Lotto. So, yep. but we've I've got one. All right. And um, so well, who, do you want to walk me through who your elite eight it becomes by quarters? I shall. If you um, what do, we'll do, do? You want me to give you mine? You can g- give me yours, and then um, and I'll and I'll tell you what I've got. Okay. So in the east, I'm going to have Duke playing Maryland in the elite eight. Number one seed playing the number six seed, which means I've got Maryland knocking off Michigan State in the Sweet 16, just to be different. In yep. the West, I've got Florida State fourth seed taking on Texas Tech, which yep. again means Florida State's going to knock off Gonzaga and Texas Tech's going to knock off Michigan. In the South, I've got Wisconsin, the fifth seed, beating Tennessee, the second seed. That means they knock off Virginia. Virginia got beaten by a 16th yep. seed last year, so I'm yep. just still thinking they're going to be a bit jittery. So I've got mine up now. So I've got Duke and LSU in the, in the east. Yep, okay. Um, with Duke going through. Did I? I've got Duke going I've through. I've got uh, Gonzaga and Michigan in the west. Yes, I've gone the absolute opposite. So I, I, I reckon State, the, the, the top top seeds get through with yep. Gonzaga getting through. Yep. I've got Tennessee beating Wisconsin, so we've got the same matchup exactly in the South. The same as I've got Tennessee going through. The Midwest, you've got? I've got North Carolina playing Houston, so I've got Houston knocking off Kentucky in the Sweet 16. Yep. Well, I've got Kentucky playing Kansas. Okay. Two very highly credentialed universities Esteemed when it comes to... programs, yes. Yep. So, and I've got Kentucky getting through. I've got North Carolina getting through. Okay. So that takes us to the final four. You've got... So I've got Duke playing Texas Tech, and I've got Texas Tech going through. I've got Duke playing Gonzaga. Yes. Now, this is where my... I'll explain. So if I if Duke... Anyone can knock off Duke before that, I think Gonzaga will get through. Yep. Otherwise, I've got Duke. So I've got Duke beating Gonzaga. Yep. And in the South Midwest, I've got Kentucky and Tennessee. Yep, I've got North Carolina, Tennessee, and I've got North Carolina going through. And I've got... Kentucky going through, and then I've got Kentucky, Kentucky, Ken, Jesus, Kentucky, Kentucky ultimately, ultimately is my winner. There you go. I've got North Carolina as my winner. So. Final and your score? Uh, my tie break score is seventy one sixty seven. Sixty five sixty two. There we go. So, if anyone wants to uh, to follow, I will post the brackets on uh, on Twitter, but. Just a bit of fun, isn't it? It's a bit of fun. March Madness and the finals always like played somewhere in like in a massive stadium or something like. It was playing a football ground a couple of years back. Wasn't our question the other day? One of them played was at the Louisiana Superdome. You know, and it's it's quite often like you know buzzer beaters to win it and last shots and stuff. It's it's some of the best action you will ever see in your life. Absolutely, the championship game of the small schools beating big programs and kids just going. But like you can imagine, for some of these kids, if you're if you're a bench player for one of these teams, say as a senior, you're not going to be on a college scholarship. Sorry, you're not going to be a pro player. Yep. There's no more. There's not a lot of organised basketball thereafter. You know, some players might end up playing in Europe. Some may come to Australia or something like that. But as a general rule. You're pretty much done yeah. 
That's this some the kids, biggest this thing. Is the that's the thing. thing that's yeah. happen in their it's life. huge in America. Yeah. Now, I think it was about four or five years ago, I got through to the Sweet 16 with a perfect bracket. Wow. And that's where I fell over. Usually, you don't get anywhere near. Like, it's the 64 or the 32 that really... Yeah. So, I've got through the Sweet 16, and that's what I actually stumbled in two matchups in my Sweet 16. Wow. So, it's still pretty good. But uh, fingers crossed for a perfect bracket, and Warren Buffett's $100 million, and then I, I won't be on pod. You, if you won, that's pretty If I won $100 million, I would not be on pod. Jeez. I, I feel dirty. What would sure. you be doing? Hey? What would you be doing? Living the life. Move us on, Sean. Talk, talk about F1. Yeah, I can do that. Uh, round talk, one. Talk about your hat. Round one. Yeah. Talk about your hat. Yeah, I bought a Daniel, Daniel Ricciardo hat every year. And how much did that Daniel Ricciardo hat cost you? It was, um, wasn't cheap. <laughs> Give us a price. Cost $80. $80 for... Uh, and what's well, essentially not a, not a very... It's a nice hat. I like it. But it's not overly elaborate. It doesn't have... That's what I like about it. But it's a, just a plain yellow hat and you've paid Apparently $80. they sold like absolute hotcakes too. Gangbusters. How much would a Daniel Ricciardo, like a pit lane short sleeve shirt, you know the, you know what I'm talking about with all the sponsors on it? A couple hundred bucks. Wow. 180 bucks maybe. Ridiculous. That's an economy. You'll accept it. Once you accept it and you're comfortable with it, you move on. So take us through the race, yes. Sean. Uh, take well, us through your tip of Sebastian Vettel, which well, Sebastian Vettel asked screwed the, our cash no, for Crohn's well, last Sebastian last Vettel week. asked the question himself, um, where is our pace? Partway through the race. Does it basically just go to show you that whatever happens in Barcelona is just we knew that for the team's individual purposes, but don't take anything from no, winter no, no. testing. It's not don't take anything from because you can read a lot into how often cars are running and, and relative pace sort of here and there. You can get a bit of a gauge. The suspicion, or in Williams's case, if they turn up. Yes, that's that's a good start to actually be in the garage. The first two days. Um, the, the issue that... But the sport just has at the moment is Mercedes, ever since the regs changed and the engine regulations changed, Mercedes have had such a leap on everyone that they're still in front. People still haven't been able to catch them. So they can turn up to testing and they kind of just need to make sure that the car's working. They're not going to be going out and doing blitz runs and setting the timesheets alight. They're still in shakedowns. They come down to Melbourne. The issue teams have got, particularly up the top, your Red Bulls and your Ferraris, is that They'll be running that quali mode that they only need to run for a lap. And that's who knows how many horsepower. It's probably been estimated how many more horsepower that gives them for a lap. To, give them on, to get them on the front row. The to grid. get them on the front how row. How many times last year were they on the, did they have a grid lockout? Um, it was like a record, wasn't it? Probably two-thirds of the throw. I don't know off the top of my head, but it was enough for it to be decisive. And then particularly in the case of Mercedes last year when, when Valtteri Bottas was effectively a rear gunner and he was just – managing the field behind Lewis when he could. Yep. Um, it'll be interesting to see this season. Valtteri started magnificently. Um, I thought that they had the pole sitter on the wrong side of the track at the start. The the V8 showed that as well. Scott McLaughlin got off the line. So where is the, the pole sitter? Is he sitting to the right? To the left. Wouldn't you want to be to the left? Not if you don't get to the corner first. You're stuffed. Because <laughs> Valtteri, even if they get to the corner neck and neck, the guy on the right... Mm. Because so, yeah, I understand what S. you're saying. Never assume that's because poles on the racing line. It's on the racing line, but yeah, if, but if you get to the, if you get to the corner neck and neck yeah. in a in a battle for who gets to the first corner, because technically the guy on the right is at the yeah, corner you first. Shut the door. 
and he can just push you wide. Yeah. So that actually happened, like I said, in the V8. What happened to Daniel? Daniel hit the grass. So unfortunately, he um, he took off off the line. I think it was uh, Sergio Perez had not a, not a bad start, but actually Hulkenberg and Ricardo had quite a good start. And Dan's gone to sort of get around him. Perez has moved a little bit to the right. And then unfortunately for Dan, he's come across a section of the track where the uh, sort of service road walkway paved yep. is obviously not going to be level with the grass. So he's hit that and just torn the front wing off. So unfortunately, because he actually looked like he got, like I said, a good start off the line. And it would have been interesting going into turn one. Hockenberg made up a couple of spaces on the first lap. And um, from there after it became a, a bit of a test session for Dan. And unfortunately, they retired the car on lap 31 because um, no point putting extra miles on the engine. You only get three of them a year. So conserve. Save, just conserve it. They did a bit of running. They might have got some data um, into Bahrain next week. So an interesting track in that can Ferrari bounce back? Hopefully. Does Valtteri keep the momentum going? Doubtful. Because he was he was fantastic yeah. in the race. He was team absolutely orders. magnificent. No team orders there. There'll be team orders. Lewis just didn't have the pace. Just couldn't go with him. Ended up 20 seconds off the... Just blew him away. So can Valtteri go? Will Lewis bounce back? Charles Leclerc, Leclerc, there's probably a couple of questions there. He didn't have a great first outing. Pierre Gasly, likewise, in the number two uh, Red Bull, didn't have a great first outing. Uh, Verstappen showed the Honda had a bit of power. They finished third. He actually passed Vettel um, out of turn two. The limitation of testing has people or drivers arriving at Melbourne rusty. Um, Not necessarily. They spent a lot of time in the sim. I spent a lot of time the in the sim, anyway, not, and, and, but there's no excuse. I could take him on in the sim. Yeah, but if, no, no, you couldn't. Can I exchange the the steering wheel for a keyboard? <laughs> be uncommon. It'd be uh, <laughs> be ballsy, but no. Look, it'd be interesting to see, like I said, how it progresses next week out in Bahrain. Um, yeah, a couple of a couple of bits and pieces that we need to mull over. I think coming out of that, we'll have a, have a good picture there. Hopefully, Dan. If can Ferrari have a good race. don't bounce back and bounce back strong, I think we're going to be in for one. Long, boring year. And the worst part about it is, way back in the day of Senna or Prost or Nigel Mansell and the Williams, there was like 13 or 14 races. There's 21. Yeah. If you got like a, it's early December. If you got a... Oh, yeah, November. If you got a dominating car and you're just winning, 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 it becomes long. a long year. Yeah. becomes a long year. And that's why they need to rethink the testing development and the like because otherwise you turn up and you're not competitive in Melbourne... You're, you're not competitive year. for that's the year. year. Yeah. All right. Speaking of being not competitive for the year, let's move on to AFL football. It all kicks off tomorrow night. We're going to Thank run the rule uh, over this one game by game. And we're only – are we a little bit behind, Fab? Are we two minutes behind? We're two minutes and 44 seconds behind. We're doing all right. Okay. I'm walking out the room at 45 minutes. That's one of those situations where we, we start the pod and we're already five minutes behind. <laughs> After 10 minutes, we're 20 minutes in arrears. Um. There was a movie like that. What was it? It was, this, it was like this funny, great Hollywood anecdote where they start a production and like after after a couple of weeks, they were already a month behind. like a month behind <laughs> schedule. And you're sort of going, what? Like, I'll see if I can remember what it was. Uh, obviously, it all kicks off at the MCD tomorrow night. Big crowd expected. Every year they say it's 90. It'll probably be 80. I reckon it'll be 70. It's going to be a good day. Like weather-wise, it's Every year day. they say, oh, it's 90 crown, 90,000. It'll be 82 and a half. I think it'll be low 80s. Yeah, which be unbelievable. It's great. Which is still a great crew. People have gotten this, you know, 95,000. That's a grand final a bumper, prelim. That's, that's huge. Yeah. So that's if you get any more than 70, it's a, it's a phenomenal. In, in fact, even more than 65 is a bloody good crowd. It's it's about the 
like the uptake of the MCC that yeah. really pushes yeah. that Absolutely. you know last if they're 20, interested 000. they'll go yeah there'll be a lot of people that'll be interested good and bad whether Carlton's okay and there's a lot of diehard Richmond supporters that still think they're the best team in it and they'll come out and happily give Carlton a pantsing if they can get an opportunity well, to it's like seeing your team win so um, do we want to well, see as you think you know that could be the best team in it do we want to analyse what each team is going to do uh, we could do that for the season yeah. Yep. Kick us off, Sean. Dubai kicking us off, am I? Oh, what are we doing? Going game by game? Yeah, we we'll go game by game. That's what we're All doing. All right. Well, you're the leader. You're the you're the yeah. host. Am I? Okay. You got the cans. Yeah. Do I? Uh, Carlton, of course, coming to the season will be six changes for tomorrow night's team. Um, the only big surprise, or maybe from our point of view, for selection is Alex Fasolo comes in having not played a preseason game, either the the warm up against Hawthorne or the JLT. Preseason game. He played in the VFL. He did, but it's it's an interesting one. I, I like the idea because I think that he's more dangerous and more naturally um, going to cause Richmond problems than the work rate, shall we say, of Cam Paulson, I, which I admire. I'm I'm all about positivity, so I'm not gonna so I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, I'll leave I, it there. It's clear He didn't impress me through preseason. I'm not saying he didn't try and I'm not saying he hasn't put it in. I'm not he saying he's very not hard. gonna come good. Hopefully he does. I don't I didn't say anything like to suggest footy. that he's a senior AFL footballer. Yep. Obviously the big question for Carlton is where are we gonna get our goals? Are we gonna kick Sorry. enough to be competitive? Well we kicked fifteen in this fixture last year, so we it, kicked it's five not like in we the can't. first it's an electrifying yeah, we've first got about six, 15 minutes. penalties in the game but too, but we, we, we were all right. That's, year, that's hanging over the game like a pall, that 50-metre penalty rule. is. And I, I, the AFL would have spoken to the umpires, and we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago, that for me the adjudication from the Saturday and Sunday into our Monday game in JLT 2 was yeah, night and day. Already. Yeah. Yeah. They'd sat there and said, no, 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 you've got to be a bit more judicious here. Yeah, you can't yeah. be given 100 penalties. Well, they don't penalties. want a repeat of what happened. No, they don't. So I think that there'll be a bit more common sense applied if you are obstructing yep. the man. But uh, my favourite part about that whole rule is people saying, just hand the mark over. You know, well, where is it? Mm. Oh, the umpire off the field goes, oh, I think it started now. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I suppose it's here. It's just the most stupid. It's yeah. just ludicrous. Um, we'll see tomorrow night, by the way, uh, Snicko on the goalposts. Oh, really? Have Apparently, they, they put microphones in. My big wow. question for that is... What about if someone touches the post? What about if some bloke in the crowd goes... <laughs> My No, Fabian's hit the nail on the head. Wouldn't you just be standing next to the post wobbling it as the ball's coming in? Yeah. Wouldn't they... Which you're actually not allowed to do. You can get reported for that. Well, that's why you wouldn't do it then. <laughs> I'm almost certain none yeah, of the 800 listed AFL players know that's a rule. Incidental contact happens against the post all the time. Wouldn't they... If they're going to borrow some technology from the... Uh, Hotspot. From, yeah, borrow a hotspot. That costs cash. That costs cash money. Oh. My 11-year-old son was saying, can you find an app on the internet that can give me ball tracking so that when he practices downstairs that he can see what his ball's doing and whether it would be What's he doing at this stage, Tim? Oh, no, no, he's playing cricket. Okay. <laughs> Get your mind out of the gutter. gutter. We've been crass enough on this... Uh, Pre-podcast, or and did you have to break it to him that no lounge room? I said that it cost about a hundred thousand dollars, Tyrone, and he sort of looked at me as if to say, oh, "So, so where's, and? where's okay. the cash? <laughs> so, so you going to put it in tomorrow?" Yeah. Um, and obviously, from Richmond's point of view, they will unveil Tom Lynch, who a little bit like for Solo hasn't featured. Well, he hasn't featured at all. Yep, I don't think um, he will. I can't. Be- I- 
could I don't not think imagine the investment that they've got in this guy to rush him for round and the one. end game. Why do you need him against Carlton? You if you are legitimately the best team in the competition, you are playing the reigning wooden spooners. Granted, if there's ever been a player in the last five years that's enjoyed playing against Carlton more than Tom Lynch, I don't know who it is. No. Nah. He has mm. gone to town on Dane us. Dane on Yeah, made uh, Tommy Rockliffe or, you know, went well against us too for a while. I think too. my attitude with Tom Lynch is what's what sort of deal? Is he signed a five-year deal or a six-year deal? Maybe. A long time. If he signed a five-year deal, they have signed him for, in effect, five grand finals. 110 games. Plus X finals, which are determined, but they've they've signed him for 110 games, and you sit there going, if he's not ready to play game one, it's really not a big deal. No, that's absolutely right. It's really considering not, that their four their, their forward line didn't struggle to kick goals last season. That's right. They had a perfectly fine. Obviously, they're hoping or they're banking on improvement with Tom Lynch. They lost five games last year without him. Just, I don't I, think he plays. Why do they need him in? I think the new rules, if if the 6-6 six, six and 6 hadn't been changed, because he'll just spend all night in the goal square. Yeah. So I, I think if that hadn't been changed, that he should, wouldn't play. And I reckon that should have always been done. You might have a defender run off you and create and do something, but any turnover is just so... It's just punished. A bit of a lack of yeah. Yeah, resolve, really, from coaches to sit there and go, especially when we were... I remember years ago watching a game we played and... It was probably that first era where we were, we we were no good, and I remember Malcolm Blight was commentating, and someone asked someone asked him what would you do if you were you know in the Carlton box you know, seven or eight goals down before half time blah blah, and I vividly remember him just going, uh, I'll just go six six and six, yeah, and may at least give ourselves a target, yeah, structure, and just give ourselves some structure that we can kick to options down the line. The next kick always has an option. Fabian's given us the wind up, we've um, ten minutes on one game. No, we started on 24. No. Um, Are we going to do ladder predictions as we go through each team? No. Okay. Oh, we can do whatever. Who wants your prediction for tomorrow night's game? Uh, I reckon we'll get done by about four goals. Six goals for me. Yeah, I think Richmond will win as well. I've backed Carlton at the line with a line of 35 and a half. You're a degenerate. Well, no, I just, I, I just think we're going to match up reasonably well against them. I think we're going to compete. I don't think they're going just, to blow us out of the we water. We just need to be and I, I better. We'll just be close to them. Fingers crossed. My, 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 just my break even is just. Can we just be competitive? Yeah. For longer, because we were shambles last year. Well, that's the aim. The, the one good thing, and we'll move off it in a sec. We, we've made the point that every single preseason game we've played, we've played with twenty-two. Everything has been about a dress rehearsal for the game. We've had a very long pre-season. Richmond's still pushed through all the way to a preliminary final. We've had a longer pre-season. We've been more focused on what we're trying to do. Richmond absolutely has a longer a, a longer game view of this whole season. I just can't help but think that we've got an opportunity to get a hold of them in round one, and I just wouldn't be surprised if we actually got it done. That would be good. No one would be more surprised if I... <laughs> I've got Carlton I woke up with 14th my... on the ladder, and I reckon six to eight wins is achievable uh, right now, and it doesn't include finals because that'll toss up whatever it tosses up. I reckon Richmond will finish on top of the home and away ladder. Well, I've got the Tigers at one. Yep. And I've got Carlton finishing 16th. Okay. So There's something about the Tigers for me. I'm that... hoping it's a third last, but with seven wins. Yep. Oh, I'm hoping we... Make, I hope we win the flag, but um, seven wins and, say, six very good showings, 
I think it's progress. Yep. With we only won two last year. Richmond for me is still weird. I don't know if I just refuse to wake up to them, but there's something about them where I just think what the Bulldogs did when they won the flag was play with unbelievable confidence. And Richmond are a team that play with unbelievable confidence, but pound for pound, player for player, they're a more they're talented even, teams. But they they bought into their they have. Ethos. But I just there's something about them where I look at it and think last year. But they backed it up last year, Richmond. Not when it mattered. They played one bad game. They had one bad game. They played their worst they game of the year in the by Mason Cox. Yeah. yeah. Let's see if they're Ronda Rousey and they can bounce back. Or if one uh, one blows, shaking raw, them. The raw women's champion. That's true. Um, Next game. Friday night, Geelong and the Collingwood Magpies. Collingwood, interesting one. They've obviously added some midfield depth. Dane Beams comes in to uh, what is a good midfield. I think they're a bit of a bookend type midfield and they've got young guys in the middle of their careers and then they've got old guys at the end of their career, and whether or not that can gel in the immediate term to deliver them what they almost achieved, that's a big question for me out of yeah. the year. Going back to the well is always hard. You know, and the durability of <clears throat> the durability of guys like, um, you know, Reed. Reed's just what you get from him is what you get from him. It's if it's a, anything at all. It's a non-entity. That's, right that's better or not. I just, there's something about him again where you just think they're a team that plays, or last year at least, like Richmond, they're a team that plays system very, very well. Does 6-6 six, six and 6 affect them? Does... I might be unpopular in saying this. I like Nathan Buckley. I like the way he... You can like him all you want. ...goes about it. I like the way he he leads his football club. I think he's a bit verbose, personally. Yeah, it doesn't make you a bad person. I didn't say it did. <laughs> so... No, I, I think I, he's on... He's, he's... I don't think the addition of Dane Beams is going to make him any better. And I don't think... I just think the players they've got going through there, I don't think Dane Beams is this phenomenal footballer that he was when he left Collingwood. He was arguably their best midfielder when he left. It wasn't an area of the ground they needed to address. Mm. Like to me, I thought it was just. It's, so they're probably just going to have. Strengthening a strength. Something in there. there well, they needed. There won't be a drop off when they rotate and stuff. Yeah. So Personally, I would have prioritised Stephen May. Absolutely. Ahead Absolutely. of Dane Beams. If Given I was that, Collingwood. And his return was. Especially his final against West Coast, but Goldsack comes back from a knee, and whilst he, yeah he played three finals, you think well, we all see what happened with Doc knees he's, and knees. Uh, you know, yeah, but he's one of those guys too that's getting a bit towards the end as well. Yeah, so I'm so saying you hit of... Goldsack on one knee. You got Ben Reed Dunn coming back from another ACL as well. Ben Reed doesn't get on the park. It's the obvious area of the ground that they need addressing. Well, they're they're obviously hoping that um, West Coast got a hold of him late in the last quarter of the grand final too. They had like four or five set shots in a row. Yeah. So they're They'd obviously hoping that Dylan, not Dylan Moore, Darcy Moore, Darcy Moore becomes. They missed. A, they missed a trick by not getting rid of him. Did you watch his? Depends what they get. I don't, I'm not saying he's not a bad player, but I thought they could have got rid of him. Got overs. Got over. Like they, he was well, in demand. Sydney pushed hard, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. So I just think they've missed a trick. The fascinating thing, if Sydney had had have gotten Darcy Moore. Were they going to play him at full forward, centre-half forward, or were they going to be playing him at centre-half back? I reckon centre-half back. I don't reckon Buddy's leaving the 50-metre arc too often. If he's not doing a pre-season, he's not. But if he gets fit, he's got still got... He's still Buddy gets fit, run. he's the best player in the comp. Oh, I agree. So, but he but he can push up the ground and be part of the midfield at any time he wants Stop if he's going well. about Sydney, Tim. Fuck you. Uh, as for the cats, the cats have sort of gone back to the well a little bit, and it just feels like it has to. Time will catch up with them at some point. What's that instrument we go? Yeah, that, like that 
you know that we like. Yeah, I know the one. Yeah, that's it's called a something whistle. Yeah, that's what that's what I that's Geelong for me. I reckon they've maxed out. Sean described it. I'm going to give you all the credit. Geelong at Carlton. We are. Yeah. Tw- twenty years twenty years ago. Yeah. Have not realised. Have, haven't read the, the tea way. leaves. Haven't read the situation. They don't, they don't realise that they are on the edge of the cliff. For some, I, I'm. I don't believe in Geelong, and I actually quite, <laughs> I, I quite enjoyed their capitulation at the end of last season. Yeah, I've said on pod a few times their recruiting strategy just flabbergasts me. Flabbergasts. Flabbergasts me. Um, but um, I don't know for some reason, just when you look in isolation, the talent that they've got, you can't help but think. Like I think they'll try for a premiership, but I just. Don't think they're going to get it done. And the fascinating thing is, have you, have you seen their opening? Can you read? Have you, if you've got the fixture in front of you, Sean, can you read out Geelong's first six opponents this season, please? Yeah, to stall for time while I get that up. Um, well, as you're saying, you know the, the whole trying for a premiership. It was okay four years ago. Yeah, the first wave. Yeah, we've got the cr- the core group together, but you've lost so much since then. I agree that, and they haven't replaced them with any A grade at all. It, it, I, I put this at the feet of. Chris Scott, and they still might make the finals this year. That what doesn't mean, mean they they're will. not winning a flag. I don't have them in there. And the longer they don't win a flag, or sorry, they don't miss the finals and, and drop, the worse it's going to be. They're just in no man's land. And Chris Scott, he openly said, I think it was on 360 last year. He said, "Oh, what do you want us to do? Bottom out and go to the you know go to the bottom of the ladder and you know start afresh? Uh, yeah, that's yeah. the system. That's the system designed I've, to I've do that. And if you want to." Resist, yeah. You can hang on and be irrelevant for ten years if you want to be. I've said it, and we are the, Plus, we're the we're poster boys, poster boys for that. We're, yeah, we're we're case you know proof positive. Um, I've said it before that the cats patient zero. We are no, we are we're patient zero that the current draft model doesn't work and that it needs to be fixed. And Geelong unfortunately will go that way. Um, yeah, they're just a for me. I, don't, I just keep looking at their list and what they're doing further than what Tim said and think they're just banking on free agency becoming pure free agency and therefore nullifying the out-and-out a- importance of the AFL draft. AFL will not open that up. I think they will eventually. Not for a while. I think it, I think it happens. But anyway, that's a story for another time. Uh, It'll decimate six. their two babies that they've tried to bring in. It's too early for it. They've been picked apart enough as yeah. it is. They need to have enough control over what happens. And I don't think so. I, I can see the cats sliding. So, so the Geelong are their first six Collingwood, Melbourne, Adelaide away, GWS, Hawthorne, West Coast away. They, I get what you're getting at, Tim. They could be 0 and 6. Because well, Hawthorne's not a great side, but if Geelong potentially aren't as well, yeah. and that and they have a habit of falling over against Hawthorne, they're every chance of being 0 and 6. They'll probably be 1 and 5. Well, to be honest with you, after that, round seven, they got the Bombers. The Bombers beat them last year, didn't they? That was, that was what resurrected Essendon's season last year after we'd knocked them off. Yeah. So Happy, look, happier times. So I, 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 the comments I've said, uh, the cliff is approaching, but they are talented. But the first six games are crucial. I don't believe in it, and I reckon they they'll, they'll struggle to get to ten wins. And ten wins for me is that I've got them tenth on the ladder. And Collingwood. I've got Collingwood second. Comment being midfield is stacked. Goldstraw to hell. is questionable. We'll win plenty, and I've got them down for 15 wins. Welcome well, to I've, hell. I've got Collingwood at fifth. They've got a harder fixture than they did last year. At which, yeah, make, make and sense. And I've got Geelong 
ninth, it's because they still play enough games at Cadinia Park that they are going to win a decent amount of football. Probably. So, And who do we think wins tomorrow? Collingwood. You mean? He's he's talking about Friday. So I've got whatever yeah, I've got Richmond winning. <laughs> I've got whatever Collingwood winning. Yeah. Collingwood, excellent. Moving on, Melbourne host Port Adelaide on Saturday. The Demons obviously predicted to be the big mover this year. Fabian's given us the wind up. Oh, I just got to be quicker. Um, he's the one contributing to the conversation. That's fine. Uh, I think the Demons win this comfortably. I think Port Adelaide are a little bit of an unknown. Um, sorry, Tim's just putting it back in his pants because we we're talking about Port Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got Melbourne saying that they're going to be impressive in, uh, coming off impressive 2008 ready, 18 ready for the next step um, no Hogan forward means that the reliance on Wiedemann is high are they mature enough I think they matured in last year's final series in the mind yeah they had a shitty game against um, <laughs> West Coast and, and again and had their worst hor- game of the season horrible, horrible. In preliminary final and that would yep. have haunted them over the break but I, I think I think, no, 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 I think no, they run very deep. Yep. Um, I think they're a very good side. No. So I think McDonald forward was always a bit of a Rob Peter to pay Paul, but Stephen May coming in means that he plays there without and they haven't really lost anything. Yep. Now, I think he's... Don't get me wrong, he's, he's a talented kid. I've, I think Jesse Hogan was always a bit overrated. Mm-hmm. and yep. But I think Melbourne are... They're the real deal. I reckon they can go all the way. Can I just make one statement on exactly what you sort of said? In light of Jesse Hogan's issues off ground and the way that he's carried himself, Mm -hmm. doesn't it make it even more laughable, the decision to award him the rising star ahead of Patrick Cripps? Let's not go there because I'll get angry. But who cares? Who cares whether a player won a rising star? I mean, if he ends up winning a Brownlow or holds up a Premiership Cup for Carlton... No, but that's more important. Now, the same now, way now, C- now Cyril, you've Cyril unleashed Rioli is a premiership, a we premiership player several times over. Um, and again, in, in an interesting week, he he got beaten by Reese Palmer. Reese had, had an interesting week, Reese. He didn't have a good week. <laughs> started off by throwing his shoes at horses and finished off getting knocked off his motorbike by a car. Apparently he's going to make it. Apparently he's all right, so, which is good news. Which is, he, he may have never uttered another word again. Which is just... Look, we hope he makes a full I recovery. I think he will. Apparently, they said he will. What a bizarre was was he? Was it like becoming a myth? Was he interviewed, claiming he did not throw his shoes at the horse, whilst not wearing any shoes? <laughs> I, I Mr. Palmer, do you the refute the allegations of what, of what you've accused? Absolutely, I did not do anything of the sort. He's not wearing any shoes. There was a Fabian's comment on giving Twitter us the though, up again. They weren't quite sure that it was Reese Palmer, but when they saw how far away from its target that it landed, they knew it absolutely had to be Reese Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts on Port Timbo? Um, start the season with uh, Charlie Dixon coming off an injury. I think he's really important for their structure and is a very good player. They start without Ollie Wines as well. They've got a couple of young kids in. Well, Howe comes Butters in, doesn't he? And Rosie? Another, no, well, there's Rosie and there's one other as well. And I reckon he's got a Z in his name as well. But his name escapes me. Not important. But three good young players come into that side that add speed and skill and run and class, which will be interesting to see what sort of an impact they can have early. You can always but, use that. But I think it always ends up being a bit more of a take one step back to take two steps forward. So I think they'll battle a bit this year. I, in the end, when I had to put a number of games against them, I still had them at 11, and I think that might be a reach. But with 11 games, I actually had them in eight. It feels like they're in limbo a bit. Yeah, possibly. What are they What are they doing? They're, they're, 
I said earlier that the Collingwood midfield was sort of at bookend bookends, and yep. it feels like Port Adelaide's list is a bit like that. Yep. And it just what does that equal? I think Fabian alluded to Geelong in this way. Port Adelaide will still win their fair share of games at home, yep. which sometimes can create a bit of a false reading. Agreed. Um, can Port do that? Can and that's, they? You know, yeah. That's why I've got them at seven. Because I reckon they win enough games at Adelaide Oval, and coming off last season, a bit of an easier draw. I reckon they could sneak into the finals. I don't think they'd do any damage. And I think sneaking into the finals for teams like Port, who probably need to drop a bit and refer, uh, replenish the list, I reckon they finishing become, they become seventh becomes, yo-yo. Yeah, becomes yep. problematic. So, But I've got them at seven. I've got Melbourne That's at... That's high. Yeah, I know. I, I, that's what I'm saying. I re- I've got them in seven. I reckon they win enough games. An easy fixture. They win enough games, but I don't think in the long run it helps them. I think there's a glut in the middle of the field, and I just battled to be able to rate some of the players, yeah. the other sorry, the other teams around them as being better than what they are, yeah. and probably because of that. Bit of an unknown though. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of and the Melbourne teams don't really have that no. same advantage. Out, out advantage. There's so. a lot of matchups this week. Look for, sorry That's to interrupt, right. Sean. One player to watch. I just I've got a sneaking suspicion he's going to make an impact this year. Young fella, young fella Todd Marshall, key position player at Port Adelaide, has had a few issues at home. Both of his parents passed away at the very beginning of last season. Very sad story. But he's a kid with serious ability, and uh, I've just got a funny feeling entering his third year of footy, I reckon he's a kid, especially with the injury to Charlie Dixon, they're going to ask him to get involved in their forward line, and I reckon he's a kid that might stand up. So a player that not many people would know, but I wouldn't surprise me if he ended the season with about 35 goals as Whoa. a key forward. Whoa. Which Whoa. for a 21-year-old kid, I reckon isn't too bad. So Price check. Price check on that prediction. Yeah. Price check. Well, Jesus. 35 goals. Saturday's game. Shit. Wowza. We all think Melbourne's going to win that. Oh, we'll go Melbourne. Melbourne all right. Yep. Okay. From one Adelaide club to the other, the Crows, coming off an extraordinarily disappointing year last year. They were riddled with injury and could rarely get their best team out there. Um, stuttered and spluttered along. Tex, obviously, um, front and centre with all that. Rory Sloan missed a lot of football as well. The Crouch brothers, or sorry, um, Brad Crouch, missed the whole year. Um, I thought Bryce Gibbs started the year brilliantly and just looked like he ran out of gas towards the end of the season carrying it uh, in the midfield. They host Hawthorne, who surely slide. Oh, has to. It's, I think Tom Mitchell... I think they're going to slide anyway, but Tom Mitchell... Tom Mitchell, if Diego O'Meara doesn't get his body right, I think... I love Chad Wingard. He's X Factor, and you he's go to the luck, footy to watch players player. like... That's right. He's, you're he's 100% the wrong right. player for Hawthorne. But you, you, he's the player you go to the footy to watch, Yeah, but he's not fucking propping up your team. He, he'd and be awesome to give this up, year at Essendon. To give up... Essendon could do with a player like absolute that. Absolute jet, and someone you can rely on, in Ryan Burton. Oh, I him. said how earlier. Burton, of course. Then that that's, oh, oh, to me, that's just a backward move from a club who was so good at thinking forward. Feels yeah. like they were clutching and bit. Yeah. So, look, I've got Hawthorne. I've got Hawthorne sliding. I've got them at 10th. I've got them at 12th with eight games. So, they still go to freaking Tasmania. Mm. Where it's windy and cold, and they get those three. They get Freo or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but they become there. more fallible as the years so, go on. Yeah. They become more gettable. Um, Adelaide, on the other hand, I think will bounce back. Unfortunately, yes. And this is obviously look. As long as we, as long as they don't win the flag and we're dead last, I anything else, and I'm happy with the trade we made. Yeah. But I see them in the top four. I've got, I've got them got fifth. Them, I've got them fourth. I've got a fifth with thirteen wins. 
they're one of those teams. I was sort of mentioning earlier that there's a lot of games this weekend which are up in the air purely because we, we don't know and we can't know what to expect yet. Yep. And Adelaide's one of those teams. Hawthorne's one of those teams. You know, Port Adelaide's one of those teams. Yep. We'll go over a few, you know, the remaining games very similarly. We actually don't know what to expect. They've could got be good anything. They've got good young talent, Adelaide. I like that. They've got good young talent. They get Wayne Malera, Darcy Fogarty. A few of those. Darcy Fogarty's a player and a half. Is he? Yeah. He's a fat ass. They get a few of those midfielders back. I reckon they've got a potential Brownlow medalist in their side in Rory Laird. It gets a lot of cheap footy out of the back line. You'll win a Brownlow. Uh, no. No. Uh, what did you poll last year, Tim? Don't know. Don't care. Yeah. Look at it. All right. So I reckon you could poll uh, well on the Brownlow again. Bryce Gibbs. Gibb. But even better the second Bryce year. Bryce Gibb. But do you know who is dropping? Sad to see, but I reckon it's Eddie Betts. Eddie Betts. This will be the year where people go, yeah. that's not the Eddie Betts of old. But uh, Rory four. Laird finished in a tie for sixth. 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 You can see in the H's, they just got lost amongst your beard. Because that's not how you say sixth. Sixth. That's not how you say it. How do you say it? Sixth. Sick. <laughs> sixth, he's saying. He has no S on the end of the X. Yeah. Sixth. Sixth. Listen listen to anything. anyone declare finishing sixth position. That's how they say it. I'm, I'm on board with a sixth myself. But Thank you, Tim. Just because it comes out of your mouth doesn't make it right, mate. Just listen to it then. Just move to on. It next time. Um, who do we think is winning that one? Adelaide. 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 Western Bulldogs in Sydney on Saturday night. The Thor jumper gets a run out, which is exciting yeah, for it's everyone. It's just going to make everyone's mind blow. Oh, yeah. It'll, it'll fucking ignite the conversation again. Look, shithouse, look at what they've done. They lost because of it. All that kind of rubbish. <laughs> They've lost because of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. They've lost because of it. Yeah, because people always scratch for reasons. <laughs> oh, it's because they they, they, oh, they were wearing the wrong it's socks. It's Mark Goldbridge. Have you heard yeah, him yeah. when he's on the rant about the salmon-coloured boots? Yeah. <laughs> he's not real. Mark Goldbridge is he, very real. He's, no, an, but he's I mean, an idiot. He has to be an actor. It has to be satire because he's just He's a so Man United supporter who sits in front, of, as much. in front of a green screen and watches the games live. And you watch him. <laughs> and you watch him watch the games. So but, it's like a goggle box. Yeah, it is. And it, he's like Alan Partridge. Yeah. It's weird. Um, so this, like the Bulldogs, like I said, and Sydney alluded to earlier, are one of those, they're those teams that you sort of sit there going, who knows what we're going to get? Sydney are relatively up, Tim, young. Um, Sydney are relatively young, um, given a, a slight regeneration. I mean, they lucked out again getting a young, talented player at the top end of the draft they had no right to, which just seems to be their lot in recent years, yep. making a complete mockery of equalisation. But what's happened? What's happened's happened. Um, and then the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs were really sort of... I, don't, I hate to say it, and I don't mean to be completely dismissive of them, but I just feel like it's going to be... Back to, you know, normal service resumed out at the Witten <laughs> yeah, Oval. I, I agree with you. They're just going to be a bit of an irrelevant sort of... They're not terrible. They're not amazing. Yep. They'll play some good football. They'll go missing. And no one will care either way. <laughs> yeah, no, I've got, them, I've got them finishing 13th. I just reckon they're, they're a bit of a nothing team. I've got them 16th, Fabian. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, now drop off for the dogs for me. On the other hand, I've got... Sydney also also dropping. I've got them in 11th. I just think the cycle's over. Now, they've got talent. They've got this. One bloke is chocking up 25% of the salary cap. Then they've got 
very good players around him, and then they've just got fillers who play the Sydney brand of football, which keeps you in games, keeps you competitive. And but does, ultimately, what? they're not going to do a six-game run like they did last year. Well, once again, to upset you, to upset me, six, six, and six to six, six, and six expose Sydney. Sydney. Hopefully. I think it might do. It could. Absolutely. I think guys like Josh Kennedy being a terrific player for a very, very long time. Looking a, looking a bit slower and a bit more beaten up. and They will be looking to bring Haney through the midfield more, Callum Mills through the midfield more, Tom Papley through the midfield more. Just expose the positions they've been played in, though. Look, possibly. Possibly. But they, I, think, I think they Callum are... Callum Mills team. off the half-back line was, was phenomenal. Yep. Remove him. Who's playing that role? Ryan Clark. Okay. It's a name you've made up. <laughs> no, Ryan Clark came from North, had a very good junior career. Oh, I know Ryan Clark. He's like Aaron Mullet. <laughs> he's better than Aaron Mullet. I, I think he's going to have a pretty big season. I think he suits exactly what um, Sydney need perfectly, and they've had a, they've always had a lot of success. Did they acquire him like improperly? I think they like, traded. I think like, they traded for him. Was he a really top rated junior? That they were able to snare despite, Sydney. despite finishing like third. If you, if you walk the Harbour Bridge? Yeah. Yeah, okay, absolutely. <laughs> they went to Coogee once. Oh, good. That'll hey. do. Hey. So where have you got Sydney on the ladder, Timber? I've got them seventh. Wow. Um, wow. With 12 wins. I, I just... That is but, just but that's I, rose-coloured no, no, glasses but I've, I've, The first two words I've written here are crossroads season. First two words are... Dad, <laughs> Ange. The first two words he wrote down was, I'm erect. <laughs> <laughs> thinking no, no, about I another, have, I, look, you I, just shit can Geelong all the time. Thinking about another season of Swannies football, Bloods football, Bloods football. No, no, look, I, spare us, Tim. They've got a, they've got some. She gave you free accommodation ground. in Bali, Tim. I, this know, is how you, I know. They, they, they've got some ground to make up to be competitive, and I don't think that they can do it. But I think they still have enough talent in the group that they remain competitive. We mentioned so, it. It's an, it's an unknown. It's a real unknown, yeah. the Swans, just what they'll do. Well, you go 12 games, it could be plus or minus three. They could win 15. Yeah. They could win nine. They win nine, they don't make it, and that and they are a yeah. little bit in the wilderness. Absolutely. Yeah. Who well, do we think's winning on Saturday night? I don't know. We're going to have to give me one of them. Bulldogs. I'm going to go Sydney. I've, I've gone the Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Fab has gone the Bulldogs. Tim, Sydney, that's the first difference. That's the first point of difference. Well, Tim can't Tim go to the Bulldogs. He's got them sitting finishing 16th. Well, he can't, he can't, actually can't go to the Bulldogs. <laughs> can't have them winning an early game. Uh, you love the who, Swans. Who it's the, extraordinary. Who's the Bulldogs' Ruckman? This is a trick question. Was it a Trengove? Well, it's Trengove and it's Tim English. Tim Engl- it's Everyone keeps pumping Tom Tim English Boyd. up, and I don't mean Tim English any ill will, but he's, li- he's played like how many games has he played? About 15. What's his yeah. issue, Tim? His first he's name? 21. It's tall and lanky. Yeah. All right? It's, yeah, there's it, nothing, it, nothing that's been tall. It's the anti-Guadagnuolo All right? And this is the... Ethos. All right? That's why I said I do not want to see any of the kings at Carlton. Okay. Tall and lanky. And that's and it's the same with the basketballs and Paddy Cripps. When you grow, when you start off as a, a guard in basketball or a midfielder in football, you learn the game in that position. And then you grow. You don't lose that ability. But when you grow when you're 11... Yeah. And you've always just played this big oaf of a role where you you're taller and bigger than everyone yeah. else. When you get to senior football or senior basketball, you're not as good. And that's why people like Gordon Haywood, who had a growth spurt in college, yes. of all things, he was a guard. Now all of a sudden he's a power forward. He still has that guard ability. Patrick Cripps still has that midfielder ability, even though I'm sure the commentator is going to remind us 
every five seconds about how tall Patrick Cripps is, and he's bigger than Nick Rewald. But What's the, how, how soon into the 2019 season do, oh, do we hear about Before him? the first ad break. Do we hear they'll about They'll show him um, coming off the bus or something, and I'll say, oh, Patty Cripps. He's taller than Nick Rewald. Has he grown, has he grown again oh, over he looks the bigger. Yeah. Um, <laughs> next next game? game on the agenda, Brisbane v. the Eagles. Um, Brisbane predicted to rocket up the table. Yep. Um, I'm a little bit more tempered on them. I, I, say, I don't have them rocketing. I, up I think they'll. That. I think they'll absolutely improve and and turn some of those you know good performances and narrow losses into wins. But those fine margins, you, you're sitting there going, everyone's just assuming, oh, the jump's coming. Well, they've actually got to deliver they're on still that. Still got to win the game. They still got to win the game. So I, I absolutely think they will improve and they will be more competitive, win Did, more and games. Didn't they start like zero and twelve or something like that in the season. Like yeah, that? their record was making us look good. Yeah. For the most part of the first half of the season. Well, Pete had Sam Walsh penciled in. Yeah. Yep. And then they won three in a row and not only leapt us, they they put a game clear on us and yeah. then it was mm. Yeah. Um, so I don't I look, And then of course up against the reigning Good list though. Good yeah, list, yeah. good list. Yeah. yeah. Eric um, Hipwood, I reckon, stagnated a little bit last year. I, I really like him and I think he's gonna be a very good player. Jet. But he's got another step to take to maintain the trajectory yeah. he was on earlier. Lockie Neal into that midfield. Yes. But it replaces Dane Beams. So it's an upgrade. Look, I think I do agree. I think it is, but I don't think it's a significant upgrade. So I'm I'm interested to see how Neil goes in a. I mentioned this in uh, in the text the other day and didn't receive a reply. Um, That's okay, guys. That's fine. But there's sometimes it feels like there are players who play in the two team towns that have a reputation because their local media only cover two teams. Our local media cover ten teams, so you get instances like. Paul Hazelby was a solid AFL footballer, but you get all these people talking across the nullarbor about, oh, he's a star. And I'm like, is he? Yeah. Is I he get a what star? You're saying, but I, I think Lockie Neal is. I think Lockie Neal's a good player. Yeah. But you see the guy, I think he's going to be asked to do something different at Brisbane. A couple of times Lockie Neal. He's not going to have Nat Fife and Monday. When, when Nat Fife wasn't there and he was exceptional. Yeah. So he's going to need to be exceptional. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the Eagles, the reigning Premier. Well, a little bit like Richmond, will they be a bit underdone? They've had a shorter sort of preparation and lead-in. They travel. How, how long before Nick Nat's back? Oh, f- uh, Around 12 yeah. or something like that. Why? They lost Lysette. Later. So it's Vardy. Yeah. Tom Hickey they recruited. Whoa. Mm. Wowza. Good luck. Um, I, I just think they're even. They're very even all over the ground, yep. West Coast. And yep. playing at Optus, they're going to win at least nine games. Yep. So they're easily going to make finals. It's just about how far up that ladder hmm. they can actually go. I've got. They won a premiership with no gaff, like won a grand final with no gaff. Yeah. He's a massive. Did I say graph or gaff? Gaff. Yeah. They use graphs. <laughs> um. Well, Dom Sheed only plays because of gaff, and then apparently Dom Sheed. He's their best player. Dom Sheed and um, Liam Ryan were both supposed to be off on the rotations in the last two minutes. Is that right? Yeah. It shows you like. How unimportant coaching can be. <laughs> true, true. Stuart Jew was told to come off in the 08 grand final and he didn't. Yeah, no, he couldn't, didn't have the he energy. Didn't, didn't have the energy to get <laughs> the other side of the ground. Uh, just, and he stayed on and pretty much turned the game. I'll just lie down where I am. Just, I'll just. I'll crush three blokes. I'll just lie, I'll just, I'll just lie back here and just move me when you can. Um, Stuart Jew had five bars on his Hawthorne jumper instead of the, yeah, the stock standard. The, the, the Ron McEwen. The Ron McEwen. Ron McEwen had five black. Vertical stripes, stripes rather than the three. Everyone else wide? had three. 
That's funny. Um, who do we think's <laughs> winning uh, this one? I reckon the Lions are winning this one. I've got the Lions too. I've got West Coast. Where you got West Coast finishing the year? Third with 15 wins. I have Brisbane 11th with nine. Okay, I can get I've got that. Brisbane 14th. Wow. And you, I've got you are a non-believer. The, no, I think they'll do well, but 14th. You can still win eight Better games. Than 15th. Yeah, true. I've got West Coast finishing second. Yep. The early game on Sunday pits perhaps... It's perhaps the most morbidly curious game of the weekend, St Kilda against the Gold Coast Suns. One of them's going to get off to a good start. One of them is going to be 1-0, and and they could scarcely have imagined that the day before the fixture was released. Yeah. So, you know, in St Kilda's case, Dan Hatterbury's not ready to go, obviously. You know, Dylan Robinson's been ruled out for the season. That's a very sad Um, story. You know, it is absolutely, you know, um, which king is it? Max King? Max King. Max King is at St Kilda? Yes. Max King is obviously still not quite right to go following the knee Rico. Jack Stevens, Jack Stevens health issues. Has no we'll have to wait. Season. We'll Probably have to. Jake Carlisle back. Jake Carlisle's yes. out. Jack oh, Stevens, yeah, not, yeah, not not he's he's back. He's got Did a. You back see who's issue. replaced him? Sam Rowe. Sam Rowe. Sam Rowe. He'll play his hundredth game. I know he'll debut and run through a banner with teammates that he probably doesn't even know three quarters of their name. Uh, yeah, no, probably not. Uh, good on you, Sammy. Yep. Now we don't have to look. I'm, I'm, He's enjoyed a lot. Sam deserves it. No, he I does. Agree. I'm, I Sam look, Rowe. I'm looking forward to. You know, don't bear the man Ill, any ill will because he's a he's a lovely guy and he's a fine warrior for us. But I'm glad he's not on the list anymore. We don't have to watch him. I can. Wasn't Jeez. great when the ball went below his knees. Yeah. It wasn't great when the ball was in his hands. Yeah, I, I'm I'm fearful for St Kilda. I'm fearful so that I've got Alan Richardson being the first bloke sacked without doubt. And I, rats will just. I think it's a fate or complete. Um, I've got them finishing second last. Me too. And the team they're facing, I've got dead last. I think Gold Coast, it's grim. I, I have said they may genuinely not win a game. And and I think you've said before, well, you always win one. You, know, you find mm. yourself in a game and you fight tooth and nail. I don't see it. I just don't see it. And they it. don't have that Tom Lynch to when they play teams or like Stephen us. Or May. That play teams like us where they yeah. that one player belts up. On the opposition. I just don't see David Swallow lifting this team up and throwing them over the line in a couple of games here and there. We still got Jared Harborough, don't they? Great. Yeah, yeah no, there's not much there. Uh, Brian Fiorini will take a step forward. I think I've always rated him. I think he's a good player. Yeah. I, think, I think he'll have a good season with them. They really want a good year out of a bloke like a Jack Bowes. Is Isaac Rankin injured already? Yes, he'll yeah, miss. He ripped hamstring tendon and is out for 12 weeks. Far out. Yeah, which so is and, and the great Jack Lacocious. Well, he's a tall, skinny bloke who kicks the ball well, and he'll, have he'll, a run. he'll, he'll be, be right when he returns fleeting, to Adelaide in three years' involved. time. Yeah, yeah, he'll he'll have yeah. a run. No, I've got, I've got him. the Gold Coast dead last. And Ben King, is he fit to play? Yep, he's been playing the preseason, and I was looking at a few Super Coach numbers the other day, and I don't think he got past thirty points in the two games that he played. Encouraging. Yeah, who do we think's winning this one? Saints. Saints, Saints for me. Saints, unbelievably. Jeez, yep. no one said that with any great confidence or excitement. GWS and Essendon, a curious one Whoa. at uh, Spotless Stadium or the Sydney Showgrounds as Fab continues to look at the clock bewildered. We've ballooned over by 17 and 18 minutes at this point in time. And we're not done yet. And we're not done just yet. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Wait, there's we're getting more. there. We're getting we're there. Getting there. Um, GWS, you know, once again, they've been raided and they've lost some of their you know top-tier talent. Um, you know, Dylan Shield obviously goes. Uh, Will Setterfield, who for them this year would have been more depth for them to develop. He's gone. Tom Scully's gone. Tom Although Scully's gone. This year. And you sit there going, at some point, do these just does the exodus catch up with them? And then on the flip side, Essendon have obviously gone very aggressively at the trade table the last two years. 
they're putting their eggs in that basket to finish top four, maybe. But we I saw, don't know we if saw it's them there. Two weeks ago. I mean, I, you know I, I was not impressed. Yeah, I, I don't think we saw the best of them. Uh, you know what? Then Dad said this. He goes. He remarked. Um, I think we the the replay was on a couple of days later. We sort of caught a bit of it, and and he remarked. He goes, they still play the same they did under Matthew Knights. This roll the dice counter attack, all out attack, yeah. all attack. He goes, the only way they scored against us turnover was turnover. Yep, turnover deep. You've got to, win, you've got to win the ball at some point. Turnover deep, and he sits going. The worry for me is, people talk about their midfield, and and they've got some good. I really don't. I've, I've said it before. I don't think they've got a deep midfield. That's Every right, exactly player right. they name when is they do the, the the roll call of the midfield, there's four blokes in there who aren't midfielders. They're not midfielders. Yeah. Like you take Andy McGrath and put him in the midfield. I really rate Andy McGrath. Yep. I think he's going to be, be one of those blokes who's going to go the, to a next there, level yeah. this year. But but then you're taking him off where he's been dominant. Yeah. You've got to then replace him. Yep. Especially when you've got Ahmed Saad and that Irish bloke, McKenna, yep. running at free will. Who's there? Yeah. Yep. Who's down back? Jordan Ridley. You know what I mean? They named Devin Smith as one of their midfield rights. Great year last year. Forward pressure, tackling machine. Okay, take him out of the forward line. Who's doing his role? Played a lot more midfield last year than you yeah, probably give him credit for. But yep. I think- at the centre bounce, are you worried about Devin Smith? No. So I don't think Essendon have this phenomenally deep midfield that everyone thinks that Shield has now complemented or completed. And and Tom Bell Chambers, when he's fit and firing, is a passable ruckman. He's not dominant yeah, at all. He's, he's a speaking big lump. of GWS, he's a big he's got lump a body of that's no good. He should have got him down. Remember when the GWS was super into him for oh, huge money? Can yeah. you imagine it? You know. But and that's being seduced once again by the big body, the big frame. You sit there and go, Oh my god, he's a massive man, oh he'd be amazing. Actually, got to be a good footballer. Um, who do we think is winning that one? I've got oh, Essendon. I've got to go GWS. I've got Essendon. Where have you got them finishing, Timber? I've got GWS in sixth with 13 wins, reliant on Hopper and Taranto to take the step up. Um, the questions will be how does Mumford come back and does Jonathan Patton play the second half of the year and does he provide anything? Speaking of forwards, Joe Danaher obviously will miss. Yes. For at least four, we're told. Yep. Could potentially be more. Yeah. What that does to their forward structure, obviously, Cale Hooker's no, still Kale out. Hooker, he's still out for five. You sit there going, who's their big target? Sean McKernan. He is capable. You remarked it. Mate, I stand by can, that remark. You can either look like the best player in the comp or look like a bloke who's never seen him. In, in the, the space sport. of 10 minutes, Sean McKernan is capable of doing stuff Corey McKernan like. And you think, geez, that's good. And then he'll do something that makes you wonder how long he's been playing the game. There you go. He does something Corey McKernan like yeah, that makes you wonder you go, how long have you been sometimes, playing this game. You know, one minute he'll do something like mid nineties Corey. Yeah. And then the next minute he's doing early two thousands Corey. Yeah. yeah. And you, like you know when he couldn't Pagan. see you know when he couldn't see the ball. Yeah. And the ball's hitting him in the face. Yeah. You're thinking, Jesus Christ, Corey. <laughs> I've got the Giants. I honestly think they're an injury or two away from absolutely plummeting down this. Their ladder. depth is gone. I've got them twelfth. Yeah, I've got them uh, sixth with thirteen wins, but and, and and that's reliant on depth all over the ground and um, 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 contributions from players like Lockie Whitfield and Zach Williams. He's, he's and a Toby standard. Green back. Um, yeah, Jeremy Cameron had an up and down season last year. I mean, when he is fit and firing, he is unbelievable. And that's the thing. The the, the question with GWS isn't their best eighteen. It's mm. if they run into a couple of speed humps, yeah. how does that affect 
yeah. what they're trying to achieve. And I don't think their 18 is as good as it was. No, I agree. Oh, one point definitely was, taken the their, their top 10 is as good as absolutely anybody. It's yeah. well documented. At one point, their list was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. The prelim final against Richmond. That was the moment. That, that was that, the opportunity. Yeah. And the reality and it probably is keeps that, a whole lot of that more together. Well, the forearm, whether it was a forearm or whatever, what got um, when Cochin got Shield, Shoulder. really, really robbed to the them face. of a, a prime move of that. Well, even night. even the year before when Callan Ward gets knocked out, probably bust his jaw completely yeah, innocuously. He gets absolutely. knocked out. You know, it makes a big difference. Yeah, he wins that game for them. I don't disagree. And then obviously the last game of the weekend. I'm sorry, at, I had Essen in ninth. I got him six with ten wins. I reckon they're going to be jammy all year. Oh, well, that'll be good. They'll be exposed in the finals. That'll and be good, watch, good watching, like the they bombs. were when they went to Sydney. Um, and then last game of the weekend over at Optus Stadium, Fremantle host North Melbourne Frio. Obviously, have had a rough week off the track. Um, Jesse Ogan confirmed to not play. North, um, they're they're once again they're another one of those really tricky teams to gauge. They're another one of those really tricky teams to sort of get a real sense of where their improvement will come from. What that improvement will actually deliver them, yeah, you know, where they'll end up. I think they'll be going to be capable of playing some really good footy, and Absolutely. they've always got this plucky sort of that moxie about them. You know, they call it their shin bone of spirit, Fab. Oh Jesus! Just what I just got a vomit of burnout. Um, they've added Aaron Hall, Jared Pollock. They've added. They've added three of the same player. Jasper Pittard. Which is a bold move. And Luke he Davies dropped the Uniac, didn't he? barely played last year and has seemed to have a reasonable preseason. Luke Davies Uniac looks like he's, he's got a haircut from like the stock exchange in the 80s. <laughs> have you seen it? I, I don't know what the kid looks like. He's got the really abrupt, like the, the sideburns, it just ends. And then he's got like kind of the mop behind him. The Gordon Gecko special here, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> now, I think Fremantle uh, aren't much of anything. They might have. They might have one of the best players in the comp, but not much. Well, he's had he's had surgery on his elbow about three weeks out from the season, and banked him banked the fact that he was going to be back and going to be able to make an impact. And I I just he, he needed to collect that probably sweet be fine. AFLX coin. Yeah, he'll be he'll probably be fine. Um, but they need six of him. Well, and that too. They've lost Lockie Neal to be able to bring in a bloke like Hogan, who they don't get um, the benefit of for the start of the season. Um, that forward line has been horrendous the last couple of seasons since Matthew Pavlich has retired. They brought Rory Lobbin, who will wax really well with whoever is Great in the hands. first ruck. Um, but he can't be a standalone key forward. And I, I just don't see a forward line of Matt Taberner and Rory Lobb, um, you know, putting f- you know fear in the hearts of opposition. Yep. So no, I agree. So I and, and while I like Andrew Brayshaw and I like Adam Chera and I think they're really good young players that they're going to be able to build around. I think Ed Langdon will have a really good season with no and they've got no Connor Blakely as well, who's a player that I rate really highly as well. Um, I just think they're they're going to be exposed. Mm, so where have you got? I'm, I've got North. Where have I got them? I've got Frio in fifteenth. That's where I've got games. them. Fifteenth. Yep. Just above us. And I've got North in thirteenth. And and while I've got. Oof. GWS in the eight. I've got Sydney in the eight. I've got Port in the eight. I've got Essendon out of it. If there's a side outside of the eight that actually should possibly be in there, it'll be North. Yeah, if they, I've if, got if, North. If they can eight. again win those games yep. that they're in, that they probably battled to do in previous years, they can be a part of it. You know what I've the got worst North part about eight. this whole conversation has been? You haven't been recording. <laughs> no, no, we're recording. Oh. Um, we've spoken like not negatively, but we've sort of been, a, you know. 
on half a dozen teams, and you idiots have picked them all to finish above us. And, and no. that actually, because a lot of them are jeez, very like, much middling. I've got St Kilda and Gold Coast finishing damning. the highest. We're like, geez, they're not great. Oh, they might underperform. Oh, these guys, I'm not sold on them. They'll finish more higher than us. Yeah. We are coming off a wooden spoon, though. Yeah, and we sure. do we do like to focus on our on the positives of us and not the negatives. So we wanted to do a Carlton special, but Fab did not. Uh, who do we think is going to win, Frio and North? I've got North. North. So just uh, just sure. to wrap up, by the way, of I got North. Just to wrap up, um, Fab and I have got the exact same nine. Tim has gone GWS instead of Essendon, West Coast instead of Brisbane, Sydney instead of the Bulldogs. Uh, so he's got he's got three different um, there. Fab has disappeared abruptly. He's just walked out of the room. It's not good. It doesn't all go well. No, that doesn't all go well. Do you want to go to the quiz, Tim? I'll just handle it solo. All right. Um this is just an AFL quiz this week, Sean. We'll see how many questions I get through. We might have to stall for time. We, we might even ask the questions too. Oh, Fab's back. Fabian is back. Fabian, are you ready for the quiz? Born ready, Tim. Born gonna, ready. For a second there, I thought that okay, you had question a, a one. chocolate emergency. Who holds the record for the most disposals? Sorry, sorry, are we going head to head? Well, possibly, yep. What? Who we holds have... the record for the most disposals in a VFL, AFL game? We don't, sorry, do we Do we need the whiteboard markers know, then? to you. No, we don't need whiteboards. We'll just discuss it and talk. Just first I'll, in with the... I'll keep the record for you. Oh, well, how does it work? We're not going head-to-head. Tom Mitchell. Um, Tom Mitchell. Bam. Um, Lockie Neal. With how many disposals? It's 54, isn't it? The answer is 54, and it is Tom Mitchell. Yeah. So am I getting it? Yes, you are. This is a bullshit yes. format. I only said someone different to be different. <laughs> question two. Hey, but I buzzed in before you. It's not a buzz. We don't have buzzers. This is terrible. Oh, question oh, I, two. I, oh. Question two. Who has won the VFL AFL season leading goal kicker the most times? With eight. Buzz. Nuts Coventry. Incorrect. He's won six. Buzz. No, hold on. I'll get, I'll get a right of answer before you get another crack at it. Not if you're having six hours to mull Plays over it. the same team as Nuts Coventry. Oh, does he? Really? Really? <laughs> Can I answer again? Yeah, give it to me. Uh, Collier? No. There are two of them and you kind of covered yourself, but no. What, the other Coventry? No, well, there was another, another Coventry too, but no. Oh, Sean, Buzz... Peter McKenna? No. A full forward at Collingwood? Ron McEwen? <laughs> Five-stripe Ron McEwen. No, it's a fellow by the name of Dick Lee. Oh, yeah, of course. Dick time. Lee Dick used Lee. to be on the back of... So Kelly's toilet, when I first met Kelly, it's now different, they've remodeled the whole bathroom. <laughs> the on the back, on, so you close the door, <laughs> and there was the, the, 1990, <laughs> the 1990 premiership, frame premiership team was on the back wall, yes. and on the back of the door was a poster of Dick Lee taking a specky. There you go. Well, was you should have fa- gotten it right. Was there a famous <clears throat> shot of him like just holding the ball? Possibly. Like the old trading card, po- like a uh, cigarette Maybe. card post? Yeah. I don't know. Question three. Yep. Who has kicked the most goals on Dubu? Which player has kicked the most goals on Dubu? Buzz. Sean. Is it John Coleman? It is. How many goals did he kick on Dubu, Sean? Twelve? Correct. 
That's a good I like day. I like it how that's Fabian's a, shaking his head. He's like, oh, he's fucking gotten it right. That's a that's a good... So it's one all? It's one all. Question four. Who has kicked the most goals on Debut for Carlton? Fabian. Fabian. Harry Soapy Valance? Incorrect. <laughs> um, for Carlton? Buzz. Sean. Sean. <laughs> you already buzzed him, um, Warren Ralph. Correct. How many goals <laughs> did Warren Ralph kick on Was the boot? He kicked nine. Yeah. Yeah, kicked nine. Sean Peter Budge, that's a point for you. You're that's up 2-1. Notice how I get all the difficult Spikes ones. Davis, because that's all you do. You just... <laughs> Sean. <laughs> all right, this is a bit of an easy one, and you might want to talk this out between yourselves. Okay. Name the four players to have played 400-plus VFL, AFL Fabian. Well, no, we're Fabian. talking it out. Let's, we're talking no, no, it I'll out. Just talk it out. Talk it out. Yeah, it's, we're talking it, it out. It's a layup. Michael Tuck. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin Bartlett. Bartlett. Brent Harvey. Yep. Dustin Fletcher. There you go. Yep. So that's a layup. So That is a layup. There'll be okay. five. Question six. Who'll be the fifth? Sam Walsh. It's going to say Kate Simpson's going to play for five more years. Just, just to, to irritate Sean. <laughs> Question six. Name as many of the five players to have played... 200 or more consecutive VFL, AFL games. Kate Simpson? Incorrect. Oh, no. Um, 200 consecutive games. Yep. Jim Steins? Correct. John He's top of the list. John Blakey? Incorrect. Dustin Fletcher? Incorrect. 200? He always missed games for tripping Tripping blocks. people, yeah. Um, Michael Tuck? Incorrect. Wow. Kevin Bartlett? Incorrect. How do you play 400 games and not have 200 of those consecutive? He's allowed to miss a week. Uh, so have, we've got one between you us. You have one. Paul Kelly? Incorrect. Give us some hints. Uh, one bloke played with Jim Steins quite a number of times. Robbie Flower? Incorrect. Andy Lovell? <laughs> Stephen Tingay? No. Phoebe? Both of them? No. Combined, <laughs> Combined. maybe. <laughs> Very um, short surname. Can I buy a vowel? Healy. Adam Uzo. Correct. Yeah. He's second on the list. Good one. Uh, and then another two are teammates for um, a side that I supposedly like a lot. Uh, one of them is uh, the Wakeland. No. Corns. No, no, it's not Port. Oh, it's Sydney. It's just they're Sydney players. Current. Uh, no, both retired. Both retired. Sydney. And it wasn't players. Paul Kelly, and it wasn't Paul Kelly. He had too many issues. He went too hard. Kelly, not Paul. Craig Bolton, not Craig Bolton, uh, Jude Bolton. Incorrect. Craig Bolton? Incorrect. <laughs> Michael if I, Bolton. If I, <laughs> Craig. Brendan Bolton. David Bolton. <laughs> Mark Bolton? No. Did used to love playing on Anthony Kudafidis, though. Jesus. Similarly Sydney. to how Tra- Trent Spawn used to like playing on James Hood. He did play him once. I already played him twice. Oh. And Heard was coming off like a week, wasn't he? Wasn't that the week he criticised the umpires and he was a bit out of Could sorts be. or something? And gave away a thousand free Yeah, kicks. he was just a bit angry. Sydney players. What era? What era for the Sydney Swans? Sydney Premiership eras. Leo Barry, you star? Incorrect. Jesus. Adam Goods. Correct. Um, Third on the list. Not O'Loughlin, because he's he had a few he, injuries. He found injuries. Um, this bloke was an absolute warrior. Absolute warrior. Warrior. Not Jude Bolton. Not Jude he Bolton. He encapsulated Did he the win a Norm Smith spirit. medal? Did not. Nick yeah, Fosdyke should have won one, though. You were thinking... It's not Nick Fosdyke, is it? It's not Nick Fosdyke. You were thinking... I was thinking... Um, Ryan O'Keefe. Ryan O'Keefe. No. 
<laughs> number. Sorry. Give us a number. Uh, 31. Oh, Captain Kirk. Yeah. Oh, wow. I fucking hate it. So him. he paid 200 exactly. The only other bloke you didn't have and you were never going to get was a bloke by the name of Jack Skinny Titus. Oh, Jack Titus. Who oh, played elephant. for Richmond. <laughs> What would you call him? I missed that. Elephant. Elephant Titus. Yes. I saw a picture <laughs> online once of a bloke, poor bastard, with Elephant Titus. He was actually sitting on his nut like it was one of those bouncy, you know, the balls that you have in the offices yeah. to, to strengthen Swiss your back. ball. <laughs> it was that large. Wow. <laughs> he sat on the- I guess he had to make it work for himself. Oh, well, we. So there you go. That was actually a good question. I was so I got more than Sean. Oh, that's a draw. That's uh, 2-1. Sean Peter Budge. <laughs> so, hold on. We go into the six. So you got Stein. No, no. We go into the six Oop. question with me not having any ability to win it because you opened it up to both of us. Well, I think in the end it was That's three That's fucking all. bullshit. I oh, know you did get Captain Kirk. You win my one then, maybe. What but the fuck are you talking I gave about? I number. You got it up in that. I just said it's a draw. Because you had oh, two. It's a draw. Well, it was it's two, one, and I got more. You got than, more of the last one. Jesus I'm not gonna. I'm not going to take the, the L on that. How many players were there? There was five. Yeah, he you got one after a hint. You gave us the other one. I got two of them. No. Who did you get? Oh, you got goods, did you? Yeah, I got goods and... Um, Do you get Steins? No, no I, got, I got Steins. You got... And I you got get Kirk. I got Uze. For fuck's sake, how many more did I need to get to claim the win? You got one bloke. You Doesn't got Adam get, Goods. Don't I get one of the other guys? I, I reckon he's got you covered. Fucking whatever. Hour <laughs> <Our> 21. <laughs> Is that Wind it up. Are we are we level now? Four all. Cash for Crohn's. Cash for Crohn's. Rose Hill. Heavy Ooh, nine. We're going back to the horses. Yes. Now the horses nine. didn't let us down last week. Absolutely. Sean did. Absolutely. Yes, I'm hearing you. So Rose Hill. Race eight. Number one. Red Zell. Currently paying four dollars sixty. Loves it wet. Super fast horse. How do you know that? Is she told you? He yes. <laughs> Um, what what number of emergency, <laughs> emergency is this? Yeah, one? can we actually check if this one's in the field? This one is in the field. Saddlecloth number one. You can't get more in the field than saddlecloth number one. But yeah, four dollars sixty. I think it should be paying half that. It should be paying two dollars thirty in for that the race. W, for the W. Yeah. And whether you want to go it straight out or you want to pick a team this weekend or you want to take Carlton at the line. No, no, no. Thirty nine and a half. No, no, no. Or, no, no. Now we'll find some value in the in the AFL to yep. maybe add to it, but that's going to be that's going to be the one that drives. All right, I'll it. ask you this question: If we wanted to get a player to get at least twenty possessions for Carlton this weekend, who would you be looking at? Patrick Cripps. Well, you'd be paying a dollar one. I'd go for Ed Kerno. Ed Kerno playing a half forward flank. I reckon Ed's role has been reduced. Oh, it has. But it'll be interesting to see if they give him a role tomorrow. Mm. No, I reckon we can, we will go a. You know who I could see picker. him sitting on? I could see him sitting on Jaden Short and trying to quell his rebound off the half back line, because they'll when they try and slingshot it through the middle of the ground and have hurt us a couple of times. He's the sort of player they'll try and play through. So Ed Kerno, Jaden Short, look for it. Okay, we'll look for it. It's not going to make our crash for cash for Crones. Okay, okay. well it's yeah. Oh, we'll post the cash for Crones. Unfortunately, we're still at zero dollars in balance, but we'll. We'll go again. I tried. Uh, you didn't let us down. The man in the yellow cap did. The eighty dollar yellow cap. Oh, cool. yeah, I got. I got something for you. Yeah. Ooh. Take the, take the aggression out of your voice. As a, no, it's got to stay there for this point. <laughs> as an Italian, oh. I'm an Australian. Are you yeah. affronted? 
Can you concede that Ferrari have never been any good with Italians running the team? Yeah, probably. Like, quite seriously. Yeah. They've just been also rans. Whenever they've got Italians running the team, and the whole Spygate thing where they shut up shop and fired anyone that wasn't born in the fucking, you know, Sicily, Sicily or whatever. <laughs> like that, that whole thing, they weren't born within five miles Monza. of Maranello. You know, Sicily and Maranello couldn't be further apart That's from each other. That's the point I'm making. There was some if, chance. <laughs> if, they were born, if they weren't born in Italy, you're not working for the team, and yeah. they've been a shambles What's ever that got since. to do with me? Just having a stab at you. Wine is up, Sean. For me, Sean Peterbuch, thank you very much for listening. Fabian Guadagnolo. Arrivederci, ragazzi. A failed automotive heritage. <laughs> signs off for us. And Tim Davis as well signs off for us. Tim. Always a pleasure, Sean. We'll catch you next week. Go Blue Baggers. Go the Blues.
Ready to go, Sean. Fucking hell. This is... I'm, I'm flabbergasted. Well, we will... We'll honestly, fucking... Tell me when you want to go. Now. I'm not going to give you any... Oh, just... No, even talking, just... No, nah, fuck off. Welcome.